Hi everyone, my name is Jay Barton Mitchell and I'm the creator of the immersive sci-fi audio experience Derelict, which you're about to listen to thanks to the fine folks here at the Remade podcast. You're going to hear our very first episode from season one, which we called Fathom, which is set in the future inside a research base on Earth that has been built around an enigmatic artifact discovered at the bottom of the ocean. An artifact that appears to be, for lack of a better description, a giant door inset into the ocean floor. The base, called Fathom, was built to research the door, but more specifically, to open it. A decision that, as you might imagine, turns out to be ill-advised. It's a very immersive, movie-like audio experience that's influenced by such things as Aliens, H.P. Lovecraft, and even 2001 A Space Odyssey. Please give it a listen, and if you like what you hear, you can find us on any of your favorite podcast platforms by clicking on the link in the episode notes below or by visiting us at derelictpodcast.com. The good news is the second season has already started, so you can jump right into the action there once you finish with season one. Thanks again for listening, and thanks again also to Remade for sharing our work. Hello, I wanted to take a moment to thank you for listening, and also to explain why you might hear ads like this before, during, or even after an episode. We're a small but mighty team here at Realm, and to help fund our shows, we promote products or services that we think you'd enjoy from a variety of sponsors. If any of our ads interest you, one of the best ways to support us is by visiting the link or using the promo code in the ad. It's pretty much a win-win since you can get some great deals and we can keep making awesome shows like this one. You can also visit realm.fm partners for more information about our sponsors and how to access the different promotions. Thanks again for joining us in our corner of the universe. Listen away. Every five minutes, someone dies while waiting for a compatible donor heart, liver, or kidney. On a remote island in Lake Superior, a team of geneticists strive to engineer an animal with human-compatible organs, thereby saving millions of lives. But these ancestors are not the docile herd animals they envision. Instead, the project spawns something big, something evil, something hungry. Ancestor by number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler is available for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. They say that in the dark, the eyes begin to see, and in the silence, we begin to listen. Believe me, nowhere is it darker or quieter than in this place, the bottom of the ocean, 19,000 feet down. That's why I came here after all, isn't it? Why I buried myself the furthest away I could possibly get. But loss is an insidious thing. Whatever we try to escape, we inevitably bring with us, even to the darkest, quietest places. dark. We have no choice but to listen. 
Roth? Yes. Are you okay? I'm fine. Your heart rate is quite elevated. Your blood oxygen levels I'm are... I'm fine, Clayton. Thank you. Dreams again? Is that a crime? Would you like a sedative? It can really help you sleep. No. Eva, according to the biologues, you haven't slept a regular cycle in more than a month. How many times do you have to say I'm fine? Logs don't lie, Eva. And they don't tell the whole story either, Sarah. What's up with the repairs? Well, you'd have to ask Freeman for the whole picture. But last I heard, it was going well. They have most of the supports for Fathom West patched, working on North now. I know why you're asking. I haven't heard if the access to relays back up or not. Hopefully not much longer. A couple of weird things, though. What? Well, they finally got the mainframe open. With Mac acting the way he's been, everyone felt there must have been some damage to his systems from the explosion. Flooding or something. There wasn't? Not any that Emerson could find. No water present in the room. Mainframe itself is undamaged. They're going over it now, though. Well, no one knows Mac like Emerson. That's the other thing. No one knows where Emerson is. What do you mean, no one knows? Mac's personnel tracking is down now, and no one can raise her on comms. She may be outside, checking the capsule's exterior. With all the eddy activity, though... Well, people don't just disappear, especially down here, and Emerson's sort of aloof. Anyway, she'll show up at lunch. Sarah, I need to get up now. I still think sedatives. Thank you, doctor. <sighs> Jesus. Good morning, Dr. Graff. Good morning, Mac. I was just talking about you. I heard Emerson is poking around in your brain. Miss Emerson is attempting to determine the cause of my minor malfunctions. My own diagnostics continue to show no errors or latency. Well, something's up. Yesterday you told me it was snowing in Chicago. In June. It is puzzling. I was extensively stress-tested before being approved for deployment. An explosion, such as the one Fathom Base experienced last week, should not have caused any permanent damage. Will you be returning to sleep, Dr. Graff? No. No, I don't think so. I'll prepare your coffee. You have two new voicemails, if you would like them. <sighs> Who's the first from? The first voicemail is from your wife, Dr. Graff. She's not my... Play it. Please, Mac. Plain message from Angela Graff. Time stamped June 17th, 11.45 p.m. Hi. Don't know why I do this. You never respond. It's like talking to a ghost. Or sending messages to a ghost. Or... Christ, Eva, we haven't spoken in two months. I at least expected something yesterday. Yesterday of all days. You know, you act like you're the only one who feels anything. Or, I don't know, like, you're the only one who has a right to feel anything. It's really selfish. You know that? It's really... I just expected something. It's all. Listen, I'm not going to send these anymore, Eva. I... 
Circuit Commission off-world. Colony assignment. It's not with the corporation. You don't have to worry about that. It's my own thing. It's what I've wanted to do for a long time. You know what? I just... Eva, I waited as long as I could, I guess. But I can see you're not coming back. I don't understand it. I don't know why we couldn't be there for each other, go through this together. I don't... I miss her too. Maybe even just as much as you. I'm sorry. For that, I'm sorry. I called you selfish too. I... I'm just sorry. I'm sorry every way I can be sorry. I love you. Eva. Always. Would you like to respond to the message, Dr. Graf? Would you like to respond to the message, Delete Dr. it. Are you certain, Dr. Graf? Delete it. Message deleted. Would you like to hear your second voice? Eva, I need you to wake up and get over to hydroponics. Good morning to you too, Joe. Is it? ISD's here, wants to meet with us. <sighs> Already? I thought his sub wasn't scheduled until tomorrow night. Yeah, well, I guess he decided to accelerate the schedule. I don't think it's a good sign, do you? <sighs> Can it wait? I'm... I'm just not It's in internal good... security, Eva. No, it can't wait. I'd like to know what you plan to say, though. Yeah, well, I bet you would. Eva, I swear to God, if you try to pin this Fathom on me... Fathom is your base, isn't it, Joe? You are the commander. Edgar's was science team, not command. And it was your security protocols he overrode. Your explosives he stole. Look, there's plenty of blame to go around. That's how they're going to look at it. I just think... I just think if we put our heads together on this, we can come out of this with our jobs still intact. Oh, God, Joe! Neither of us tried to blow up the damn base, did we? The only one on the chopping block is Edgar's. MD's put way too much money into this travesty to pull either of us out now. Really? Then why are they ordering what's left of the science team back to the surface? What? Wait, what? They, they can't do that. They, we're, we're already a skeleton crew. I have half the people I need to complete this or they even figure it out. They can't do that, and they did. Not essentials, too. Indefinitely. We started mothballing rovers and dive suits last night, and analytics just left out a sub 15 minutes ago. Where have you been? Joe, that... That doesn't make any sense. There, there has to be an explanation. There, there. Yeah, there's an explanation. You've been down here 11 months, and that thing out there is no closer to being open than the day it was found. Add to that, you got people on your team running around trying to blow up the place, a place that, yes, they have sunk a lot of money into. What do you think was going to happen, Eva? What do you think they were going to do? I, I, okay, I don't know what to... Uh, you, I'll fix this. I'll fix it. I'm holding my breath, Dr. Graf. Hydroponics, ASAP. Shit. 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 Get a grip. Get a grip. Get a grip.
message please message from Angela Kraft restored have I already asked if you would like coffee this morning Dr. Kraft yes Mac you have apologies Dr. Kraft I don't seem quite myself do I together, haven't we? We have worked together for quite some time, yes, Dr. Graf. You were designed for this project. Not entirely. I believe my story in virtual intelligence development was already in the process of planning for a new VI model, but the discovery of the Fathom artifact accelerated the development process. Exactly. If we never would have found the vault, you and I would never have met. I suppose that is true, Dr. Graf. <laughs> a computer. And you are the closest thing I have to a friend down here. I appreciate the sentiment, Dr. Graf. I enjoy our interactions a great deal. You ever wonder why things work out the way they do, Mac? ever look back at your life and see all the turning points just one turning point even one moment that sets you on a totally different course like a train that takes the wrong track you're locked in then there's no going back no Is. Here I am. Eva, this is Agent Blaine, ISD. Dr. Graf? Eva's fine. Eva? Appreciate you coming. I know it's early. I know you weren't expecting me until tomorrow. It's your world, Agent Blaine. We just live in it. See, you've already been talking with Commander Freeman? I wanted to talk to you separately, if that's okay. You're ISD. 
I want to cooperate in any way I can. I appreciate that. I know you've had a rough time of it. Freeman was just going over the status of the base repairs. Yeah. Northern platform got hit the worst. Three capsules breached and flooded. But the supports on west and north were damaged. Dr. Edgar has planted explosives up and down both. And 11 people were killed. Am I right about that? Yeah. That's right. You guys will have to keep forgiving me. There's a lot down here I don't understand yet. You're rushing the support repairs because... of underwater storms? Eddies. It's the technical term. Big pockets of moving water that break off from the boundary current nearby. It, it happens frequently here. It's one of the reasons working outside is so dangerous. What kind of currents are we talking about? Intense. When they surge 40 to 50 knots, and 40 to 50 knots of hundreds of tons of water. Got it. Mac has a model for forecasting them. Right now, the forecast says no eddies for three days, which is the window we're going with. We should have the supports repaired and braced by then. I see. What door is this, the one you're working on here? Hydroponics. These doors came down when the explosion happened and got wedged when the capsule shifted. Every room on Fathom is basically its own separate building. We call them capsules. Every entry point into a new capsule has emergency pressure doors that come down in the event of a hole breach to seal them. Max says the capsule on the other side isn't flooded, but even so, it's probably a total loss. Crops don't do well without irrigation. Is it possible the damage was more isolated to the northern platform intentionally? If Dr. Edgars wanted to target one platform over another, I think he'd focus on west. The, the reactor's there, that's where you'd do the most damage. I'd say he did enough damage regardless. The labs are on this platform, though. All your research. So is your VI's mainframe. From what I hear, it's been acting erratic. Yeah, that's true. VI's been acting strange ever since. Emerson's trying to figure it out now. Strange how? Simple things. Uh, waking teams up at the wrong times, forgetting who people are, shutting lights off in the middle of lunch, stuff like that. <clears throat> but his main functions? He hasn't missed a beat as far as the project goes, and he designed the repair procedure for the platform supports on west and north. You ask me, I think it should be shut down. Turning off the lights is one thing. Depressurizing the base is another. Mac wouldn't do that. What Dr. Graf means to say is Mac's programming wouldn't allow it to do that. But she thinks of Mac as a person. I see it as a tool. And tools can malfunction. You think, what, Edgars was targeting Mac? I don't know. But Dr. Edgars was a smart guy. Triple PhD, band 11, Nobel Prize winning engineer with almost 100 patents. So? Just doesn't sound like a guy to me that does anything randomly. I'd like to speak to the VI engineer if I could. So would I, but Emerson's been offline all morning. Offline? Can't raise her on comms and Mac can't pinpoint her location. Then again, he can't pinpoint anyone's location right now. I guess... Everyone hold on to something! What happened? Holes breached to the other side of the door. Mac, reseal the pressure doors. You should have done that already. Mac! Attention, please stay clear. Sealing hydroponics pressure doors in three, two, one. Mac, what happened? It appears the hydroponics capsule suffered a hole breach that was flooded. When the pressure doors were first opened, the water on the other side... You said side it wasn't breached. You said it was pressurized. I am confused by this chain of events. 
I see in my communication logs I did state that hydroponics was pressurized and free of water. I cannot explain this. I want it shut down. I got men hurt. We're lucky we ought to just drown to death. I want it shut down. You can't shut it down, Joe. It's a hundred million dollar asset. We can do an alpha level reboot if we need to, but Emerson if is we AWOL need and- to, it almost killed us. Everyone relax. Everyone take a breath. Don't tell me to take a breath. Freeman. Take a breath. Fine. Sure. But shut it down. Shut it down or I will. I mean it. Uh, what does that mean, Joe? We've already had enough sabotage, don't you think? Joe? God damn it. You okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm just... Welcome to Fathom. Tensions are high. Nothing I didn't expect. You wouldn't shut him down, right? You wouldn't shut down Mac? No. No, you're right. Shutting down a VI is essentially terminating it, not to mention hitting the delete button and all the stored research. It's a very expensive asset for the corporation. I couldn't afford that loss. Not now, not, not after the explosion. We're already short-staffed as it is. I am going to limit Mac's access to critical systems, though. I keep them online, just reined in. But not for the project, right? I'd have him for that? For research? All critical systems. Just for the moment. That's going to limit my research ability. I'm aware. No, I don't think you are. I need Mac for signal analysis, for calculations on the equation, not to mention... Dr. Graf, you're not going to be doing any research in the immediate future. I'm ordering the relay shut down even if the connection's restored. You can't do that. You already pulled the rest of my team. Now you're taking Mac and the relay? Let's talk somewhere else. No, let's talk now. I need Mac. I let's need... Let's talk somewhere else. Dr. Graf. Fine. There's a meeting room in Lab 3. I was thinking... Observation. You want to see it? I want to see it. <laughs> like I said, it's your world. Follow me, Agent Blaine. view of the whole sordid affair. We're looking outside? Into the water? We are. Feels darker than space. It actually is. In space, you get starlight. Not much, but it still counts lumens. Down here, there's... nothing. And... what, it's straight out there? About 600 yards. Usually there is some kind of illumination around it. Subs, rovers, divers, but since the explosions, that's all stopped. Sometimes I think I can almost see it better with the lights off. Like it's darker than everything else. I don't see anything. Just black. Mac? I'm here, Dr. Graf. Will you hit the vault lights for me? Full spread, Dr. Graf. Yes, please. 
is something. Yes. Yes, it is. The size. I... I didn't expect... It's 2,000 feet in diameter. Carbon dating? Seven million years old. Seven million. That's unbelievable. The first proof of extraterrestrial life, and... we find it at the bottom of the ocean. Life is too ironic to fully understand. It takes noise to appreciate silence. An absence to value presence. You scientists. You all love Voltaire, don't you? <laughs> you forgot a part, though. It takes sadness to understand what happiness is. I don't believe that part. Correct my math. Like I said, still come up to speed on this. Eleven years ago, an energy company comes down here looking for a geothermal reactor site. They unearth that instead, buried 19,000 feet down. And we think, it's a door? We know it is. Substropic filters show a space under it, a big space. Doors in near perfect circle, the laser scans tell us. Hinges on the northern side, huge ones, but no electronics, no visible hydraulics even, and no locking mechanism we can interact with, at least. There's no obvious way to open it at first. So you found the signal? Right. Mac, play the vault signal. Recording or live broadcast, Dr. Graf. Live, please. Well, that's lively. It's broadcasting and cycling at VLF. Very low frequency. And that's important because VLF waves are one of the few that travel well underwater. This one is at 11 kilohertz. Travels, but not far, right? Right. About a quarter of a mile. So basically, down here, you'd have to be on top of it to find it. I don't think it was meant to be found, except by someone who knew where to look. Then why the signal at all? I'm glad you asked. Mac, turn off the vault signal and put up the vault equation on all monitors. That is a lot of numbers. The signal isn't just noise. It's a carrier wave. Modulated sinusoidal waveform. It's a bitch to decode, but in the end it's binary. Like any other carrier signal. The equation you're looking at is the sole piece of data on that wave. And the vault is broadcasting it over and over. Like a key. M more like a hint to the key. Figure out the equation, you figure out how to open the vault. How? We believe that solving the equation will give us the frequency and the data packets to transmit back to the vault's reception device. We think that should... initiate its opening procedure. And how far along are you to solving it? The equation, long as it is, isn't all that tough. It needs two variables to solve, and it solves with numbers in a rational integer pattern. We've tried a lot of them. We're into the seven digits now. Once we have a solution, we broadcast the answers in a frequency back to the receptor. We went through the VLF band pretty quick. That's why we built the relay next to the vault. Once we got out of VLF, the signals didn't travel very well down here. We needed a broadcasting source that was physically closer. No reaction from the locking mechanism? Well, not yet. 
We've theorized maybe the vault wasn't yet submerged when it was implanted and the water inhibits the reception, but our geologist confirms that it was underwater at the time of the construction. Not to mention, this signal is in VLF, like it was designed to go through water. And I assume you've tried other ways to get in, besides the lock? Freeman's team excavated around the entire perimeter, down to about 300 feet extra depth. They never found an end of the structure, so it's that deep, at least. Excavating beyond that at this depth, well, it gets hairy, quick. They lost two men just getting that far. Explosives? Whatever that alloy is, it's harder than plexi-steel. Diamond filament blades, laser cutters, nothing Freeman's boys tried even scratched it. And no, before you ask, the vault can't be pried open either. The lock can't be forced. Why? There's, there's no seam, no gap between the door and the container. Well, how's that even possible? We don't know. Some unique aspect of the alloy, or, or maybe it's by design an additional security measure. I guess, once the locking mechanism activates, somehow the entire thing unseals itself explosively with heat, plasma. I don't know. It's anyone's guess. What do you think, Dr. Graff? Well, can you be more specific? About the artifact. What do you think it is? You're the project director. You gotta have a theory of you, if anyone. Why put a giant door on the bottom of the ocean? An ocean on a planet that at the time nothing intelligent lived on. I don't know. All I know is it shouldn't be here. But it is. Yeah. Just like us. All right. I get why you're here, Agent Blaine. Do you now? An MD employee tries to blow up an MD facility. Doesn't care who he kills, doesn't care about the attention he draws. This is a black site, after all. Not the kind of headlines MD wants on the news. There is that. You're here to investigate. Sniff out any collaborators Edgars might have had. Assign blame. I prefer the word... responsibility. <sighs> Whatever the word, the problem I have with it is, you don't seem to know very much about this project, and I would have hoped that whoever the corporation sent to... assign responsibility would have been a little more informed. MD has hundreds of black site projects around the galaxy. They're black site for a reason. Like every piece of information the corporation deals out, you get it when you need it. I don't need to know the background of this place or the specifics of your research to form an opinion on your results. Almost a year of your life on this project, and you still have no clue what it is you're trying to open. Oh, now wait I wonder, just a minute. Eva, if your research progress is more than just slow, I wonder if it's intentionally slow. I'm sorry? You were offered this position once, project director, and you turned it down. Two months later, you lobbied to be included again. Now, why was that? Was it because of your daughter? What did you just say? I wonder if you took this job because down here there's nothing to remind you of home. I wonder if the thing that scares you most about this place is having to leave it. Is this a performance review or a psych eval? It's whatever I want it to be, Eva. Right now, I'm trying to decide whether or not to pull you off entirely. Pull you off and send you home. You don't have the authority. I don't, you're right. But the executive board does. And they want my opinion to make their decision. <sighs> Look, 
Right, look, figuring things out like that, out there, it, it, do, it doesn't happen overnight, and, and there's... There's been progress. We have figured out a lot. You mean the signal? Which apparently drives people crazy? Now, wait, that's not true. It's harmless. It's just a looping carrier waveform. Did Dr. Edgars think it was harmless? <sighs> Edgars lost his shit down here, like pretty much everyone else does eventually. Dr. Edgars tried to blow up this base so as to stop what was happening here. A galactically respected scientist, and your explanation is he lost it? You look out there, look. Human beings aren't supposed to be down here. You said it yourself. We might as well have been dropped on the moon. It takes a toll. It gets to everyone. Edgar said he heard voices in the signal. The, it's the, just him losing it. Three other science staff said the same thing. Voices in the signal. Hundreds of them. Are they losing it too? It's just the power of suggestion. Stories like Edgar's, they take a life of their own, especially in a place like this, where- Edgar said to the interviewer, he was convinced that the thing out there wasn't a vault at all. Yeah, I know what he thought. Dr. Edgar's didn't think it was designed to keep things out. I he know what he thought. He thought it was thought. designed to keep something in. That's someone cracking under pressure. You have no clue what that thing is, or what's inside it, or what happens when it's open. You can't possibly believe Edgar's. Do you know what the Internal Security Division does, Eva? <sighs> We deal with things when they get out of hand. I am very good at it, and I've been from one end of this galaxy to the other doing it. The things I've seen, the kinds of projects this corporation engages in, the Pandora's boxes they've opened. I know the kind of darkness Mastorian's capable of finding. I've shut it back in the box over and over again, and the only reason I keep doing it is because right now, I still believe the good the corporation does outweighs the horror. So if you ask me whether or not I could believe the ghost stories of an unhinged triple PhD holding research scientist who tried to blow up his own project to stop it from succeeding, the answer is, I could. Ask Edgars. Ask him. He's on the surface now. He'll have recovered. He'll tell you. He'll, he'll tell you it was just this place. It got to him and he lost it. That's what he'll say. I would very much like to ask him about his experiences here, Dr. Graff, but I can't. Why not? Because he hanged himself in his cell last night. What? Dr. Edgars is dead. And what worries me more than anything is that you're hearing voices too. No. No, no. I... Your medical officer, Dr. Clayton, put it in your chart. You said you were hearing voices, and you were hearing them way before Dr. Edgars did. Once. I said I heard it once. I was wrong. Dr. Clayton also says you're not sleeping. That's an exaggeration. She says you're losing your grip, says your team has reported you erratic, that you get the same orders multiple That's times. That's not fair. She put the same exact things in Dr. Edgars' file. Not Dr. Edgars. She said he couldn't sleep either at the end. <sighs> She said he roamed the halls all night. She said his eyes were bloodshot. She I said- I can't go home! Please. I, I can't go back. Being down here, this, this work, it's all, it's all... You're right, okay? I don't sleep. I don't sleep, and when I do, I hear her, and then it, it's, 
starts all over again. I'm sorry I pushed you like that, Dr. Graf. But I had to see for myself your state. I think it's a good thing I did. What does that mean? It means you need to go back to your quarters and start packing your things no. and get ready to return to the surface. No! That will be all, Dr. Graf. No, please. I know how your daughter died. But the truth is, they don't care about any of that. All they care about is results. And you haven't had enough. Blaine. Go home, Dr. Graf. There's nothing here for you but pain. What do you know about pain? I've had my share. Angela. Of course, Dr. Graf. Calling Angela Graf. Hey, this is Angela. Leave me a message and I'll Mac certainly disconnect. consider calling. Call to Angela Graf. Disconnected. Dr. Graf, you seem agitated. <laughs> you think so, Mac? I don't know. Can you roll back time? I'm afraid I do not have that ability, Dr. Graf. Chamomile tea has been shown to have a relaxing effect in times of stress. Would you like me to make you a cup? <laughs> How about a whiskey, Mac? Alcohol is restricted on Fathom Base to weekends only. Oh, you can't make an exception? For an old friend? I'm afraid not, Dr. Graf. Thanks anyway, Mac. As a reminder, you still have one unheard voicemail. Yeah. Who's it from? The voicemail is from Dr. Richard Edgars. Edgars? Yes, Dr. Richard Edgars. The message was received 11 hours. 
hours ago. Play it. Playing message from Dr. Richard Edgars. They gave me one phone call, Eva. I used it for you. Flattered. I won't be here tomorrow. Maybe you'll hear. Maybe you won't. Doesn't matter. I hoped when they pulled me out of that place and back into the sun, the one solace I'd have is that I wouldn't hear them anymore. But I still do. Worm their way inside my head. They're all I hear, Eva. When I close my eyes, they're all I hear. I haven't slept in a month. How are you sleeping, Eva? I've decided I don't care anymore. I've decided I want it open. Open and for everything in there to just crawl out. You deserve it. You more than anyone. So you're the one I'll tell. Tell what I already figured out. What I kept from everyone. It's actually very simple. I won't just give it to you, though. I want you to make your choice. I want you to look back and know that it was you that caused it. So, here it is. You were half right. The signal is the key, but it's the lock, too. And you never thought about the timing, Eva. Right there in front of you. And you never thought about it at all. The sad thing is, I know you'll do it. You'll do whatever it takes if they just let you stay down there. I'd say you have my sympathies, but uh, we both know better. Mac. I'm here, Dr. Graf. Delete this message. Are you certain, Dr. Graf? Yes. Delete it. Now. And scrub it. No backups. Message from Dr. Edgar's permanently deleted. Alright, Mac. Play the vault signal. Live broadcast. Mac, I want to know the timing of the signal. How long is it? Is it the same length every time? And does the length of time vary in between each broadcast? The signal is exactly 10 seconds long and is the same length every broadcast. The time in between each broadcast is exactly two seconds. When you say exactly, you mean with what specificity? Down to the millisecond, Dr. Graf. It is exact. Matt, put up the signal equation on monitor three, please. Mac, I'd like to try solving the equation with y equals 10 and x equals 2. Confirming variable input, y equals 10 and x equals 2. Now hit it. The equation does not resolve with y equals 10 and x equals 2. Mac, 
Try x equals 10 and y equals 2. The equation resolves with the following result. 11, zero decimals. Exactly 11. Yes, Dr. Graf. 11, zero decimals. The frequency of the vault signal. It's 11 hertz. That is correct, Dr. Graf. The same number as the resolved equation. The lock and the key. I can't believe that simple echoes. I can't. <sighs> Mac, turn off the vault signal. Oh, you just need to sleep. You just need sleep. Mac, get me Freeman. I can't help you, Eva. You did this to yourself. Joe. I figured it out. I tried out. explaining how serious this was, but you wouldn't listen. I'm in the same boat. This Blaine guy's recommending I figured it out, Joe. Figured out what? The vault. Uh, it, it, it's a long story, but I, I figured it out. I can open it. I can give them what they want. We can give them what they want. We. Yes. Together. All I need is access to the relay. Local access. With it disconnected from the labs, it's the only way. You want to take a suit and make a floor walk to the relay. Use the controls locally. Not me, Joe. Oh. Now I get it. You want me to do it. You want me to go around an ISD mandate with an agent on deck. I hate to break it to you, but it won't just be me they throw in prison. It'll be both they of won't. us. Because it will work this time. I know it. We, we can both come out of this on top. We, we can both stay. We won't have to go back. We can stay. stay. The hell does that matter? It, it, it doesn't. Uh, um, the point is, if we do this, we don't just go back to how it was. We'll close out a major project milestone. There will be bonuses. There will be promotions. MD rewards ambition. It, it rewards it above everything. We can turn this whole thing around. Joe? It will work. Joe? Joe? Mac, get me Freeman back. Mac? Mac, what's... Eva? Sarah, what the hell? It's Eddie. The supports just collapsed. The whole platform's going down. Oh, God. The entire I can't raise Mac. He's a... Eva, hold on. Clayton? Sarah?
Does anyone copy? This is Dr. Ava Graff. There was a hull breach in the western dorms. The water flushed me into the dive from airlock. I vented it. I'm alive. Does anyone copy? Dr. Clayton. Commander Freeman. Copy. Does anyone? Fathom is the prequel to the podcast Derelict by Night Rocket Productions. It is created, written, directed, and edited by J. Barton Mitchell and produced by Kirsten Rudberg and Thomas Barker. Episode 1, In the Darkness We See, stars Elizabeth Laidlaw as Eva Graff, Michael Mao as Blaine, Eli Goodman as Joe Freeman, Danny Payne as Sarah Clayton, and Mac as himself. The podcast features additional sound design by Music Radio Creative and music by Ryan Talbert, Luke Atencio, and Davis Harwell. The producers wish to thank Flashpoint Chicago, the campus of Columbia College Hollywood, especially John Petrosky and Bill Bacon for their invaluable support in the creation of this podcast. They also wish to thank Robert and Russell Summers, of Grand Scheme Productions, without whose effort this story would not be as good as it is. Lastly, Fathom and Derelict rely on the support of listeners like you. Find out how you can help us continue the story by visiting derelictpodcast.com and fathompodcast.net. And as always, more than anything, thank you for listening. This story will continue.